Hello and welcome to the Final Whistle podcast. My name's Harry and as usual I'm joined by Bobby and Adam. Today we've got a few things to talk through so uh, we'll start off with one of the, the, there's not been very much news so I've been scraping uh, BBC Sport and Sky to find these but Jesse Lingard rejected a new deal at Man United. Um, to start generally what do we think of his future at the club Bob? I don't really know. Like I, I honestly thought he was going to carry on with West Ham and like go around that route of you know maybe not accepting that he wasn't going to be at the start at United. But yeah, he's decided to stay. Obviously, as we all know, he's got a few minutes in preseason. I'm not sure if he's played much in the Prem. I actually don't really know. He's probably come on as a sub at some point. But yeah, it's interesting to be honest. If he has rejected the deal, then maybe that shows that at the end of the season he's going to head out. But yeah, I'm not too sure to be honest. Yeah, Adam, what do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I'm completely in agreement with Bob there. I thought West Ham would be a good place for him because he did well there, but obviously he went back to United. Mm-hmm. And obviously now with the signing of Ronaldo, he probably won't get much game time at all, if any, because of um how, how good the team was. He might swap in for Fred here and there. Yeah. But if he does reject the deal, I don't know where he could go. Because if he doesn't want to go to West Ham, then I, couldn't, I, could, I, could, I can't really see him anywhere else. Yeah, I I think it's going to have to be one where I wouldn't be surprised if we see him leave in January um, because he's Mm -hmm. either, from rejecting the deal, he's either wants a higher wage um, than what United were offering or he just knows he's not going to get in the team, obviously, like with Bruno in there, um, Ronaldo, as you said. So either wage or he's, I think he wants to leave. United will want to make some money off him because he's an academy product. They won't just let him go for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be interesting because obviously West Ham have signed Vlasic um, in the summer window. So I don't know whether he'll actually fit in maybe for them at West Ham. But do you think they'd try and do, obviously because he did great for them before, do you think they're trying to do everything they could to get him in? I think they might do, yeah. I mean, obviously they signed that Vlasic, obviously probably because they didn't get Lingard and they felt they needed the attacking options. I definitely think he'd be a really key signing because, you know, he's a really good player. And obviously we know Antonio is quite injury prone. So they could see if they brought in Lingard, he might end up playing striker, which I'm sure he wouldn't be, you know, too against. But yeah, it would be interesting. I definitely think they'd want to get him. I'm not really sure who else would go for him. Maybe if James Madison leaves Leicester at some point in the near future, they might mm. go for him. But other than that, as Adam said, I can't really see where else he would go. Yeah, I think I think Leicester were actually linked with him in the summer at some point. I think it was mm-hmm. like if Madison was going to leave. Um, do you think, Adam, that he'd be able to do as well at West Ham as he did in that um, loan spell? Obviously, I think he did quite well for England during the international break against, who was it, Andorra, I think. Do you think he'd be able yeah. to keep his levels up? I think I think he can. I think he has. Yeah, I think he has what it takes to you know keep up the good form he has. Um, but I think I don't think he like ever really played bad at United. I just don't think he wasn't given the game time. Yeah. So I think if he was going back to West Ham, I think I could see him playing yeah. as well, maybe better. I do but. remember uh, like Lingard being an absolute meme, and as I, I do think he was hitting that point where he was actually quite poor. Like he didn't really do mm-hmm. much with his game time but obviously before that he was quite good and then yeah I think it's always the quality obviously class is permanent and uh, four was temporary so I guess he's got that player in him and we know he's got it because he's shown it on so many different occasions but yeah I think it's just down to him going to the right team getting 
the right minutes and playing with like quality players around him as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, another transfer that happened, to be honest, I didn't actually notice that this happened. I saw the rumours, but it went a bit under the radar. Solomon mm-hmm. Rondon's joined Everton to link back up yeah. with Rafa Benitez. I, I mean, I saw the rumours. I didn't actually see it get confirmed, but he's there. Um, Adam, how do you think he's going to get on there? Obviously, he's done brilliantly with Rafa, and I think everywhere Rafa's gone in the last few years, he's gone with him. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I think as he's played well with Rafa before and he's continuing to stay with him, I think I think he can play well again. But I haven't really, I haven't really seen like him play before. I haven't really taken much notice of him. But from what you, from what I've heard from you say beforehand, I think that he can do well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Bob. I think he, he, no, go ahead, Adam. I think he has to. Um, not obviously just because of Rafa, but I think he also like has to like do well with the team as well in general, not just like that one player. So to see how he, um, his chemistry goes with everyone else. Yeah, and Bob obviously he's got to compete with Calvert Lewin, and I think he said in an interview that he's happy to be a backup to him. Do you think that maybe it's uh, obviously because he's getting into his 30s? Do you think this is more of just a way to pressure Calvert Lewin? Because let's be honest, he isn't really much competition for his striking place. Yeah, I think uh, obviously you're going to need that squad depth. Of course, you're going to have Richarlison in there as well, but you know, any other strikers pushing him, it's always going to be healthy, you know, just keep him on his toes. And obviously, Everton are going to want to be pressing to win a trophy because it's been quite a while for them. So having a backup striker in uh, Rondon's, you know, if uh, Richarlison gets injured is quite a, a good a good idea, to be honest, because obviously they're going to be playing in the FA Cup. They're going to be playing in the Carabao Cup. They're not quite in Europe, but I'm sure. Wait, are they in Europe or not? I actually can't remember. No. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, so you're going to be pushing for that, I think, for the amount of money they're investing, obviously bringing in Rafa as well. So, yeah, I definitely think it was a good signing just in terms of squad depth, to be honest, and hopefully it will... Uh, press on Cavaloons do even better than he already is for Everton fans yeah and Adam obviously being a Liverpool fan and seeing that you know that Everton have brought in Rafa do you think obviously he's worked at Liverpool before do you think he's going to be able to to get them into probably Europa League is their top think, that they can really reach for I think Europa League there might be because what last season they did quite well anyways they didn't do terribly but they didn't do well the best obviously um, but I think it depends on depends on how it goes, like you're saying. I think they, there is a good chance, a very good chance they could get Europa League. If not, like the I can't remember what the um the other two cups are called. Conference Carabao League and, and something else. Oh the what's it called? Yeah. Um like sixth and seventh place. Conference Cup. UEFA conference thingy. UEFA Conference yeah. League, the one that Tottenham were in. Yeah. Yeah. One, I think yeah. they they have a good chance of getting to that as well, if not the Europa League. Yeah. Um Obviously, another team that wanting European football, Arsenal, facing Norwich this weekend. Bob, what are your expectations for the match? Well, expectations, I have absolutely no idea how it's going to go. You never know. I'm fairly confident that we're going to win. Obviously, I've seen the statement from everything. the club. Yeah, that uh, Partey's back, Ben White's back, Gabriel's back, but I don't think he can play because of like the rule going on with the Brazilian players. So, We'll probably have like Pablo Mari or somebody in to replace him. But yeah, I do think with the addition of obviously Tommy Yasu at right back, all the injuries are free. Obviously, Partey's our main midfielder. So I'm hoping it's uh, at least a three goal margin win, but it's never certain. And you just don't know. I'm hoping this is the game where we put all like the, the crap behind us. We had a bad start, obviously, with difficult teams. 
a nil-nil draw would be the funniest thing from like every other team, like fans' point of view, for against like for Arsenal. Well, yeah, I was just about because to that's say still, that's no goals in four games, and you'll still be bottom of the table. <laughs> I was yeah. about to say, knowing Arsenal, they'd probably have a lose by a three-nil margin to Norwich. <laughs> yeah, that's it's possible, but I'm just hoping that does not happen. What, <laughs> what is going on with the Brazilians? And like, why? I, I I read about it a little bit, but like, I still don't really understand about that. Like, how can they play? It confused me a bit when I saw it originally, but supposedly yeah. the Brazilian FA are making FIFA ban the Brazilian players who didn't go on international duty from playing until like they would have had to have quarantined. So I think a load of Premier League clubs kept the Brazilian players or something because of the red list. Um, They're Brazil on the red list. So they kept a load of players back from international duty. And I don't get how Brazilian, the Brazilian FA have the, Right to, to do yeah. this, yeah. But they're basically saying, "Well, you can't play Premier League football this weekend or like next weekend," which I I don't really get. But yeah, somehow it's happening. Um, Scott yeah. Carson's going to get to play for Man City because <laughs> Stefan's out with COVID, so uh, Edison's obviously out with. No, this no, man. no. Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker's going to go. <laughs> it would be quite funny if Scott Carson doesn't get picked in goal. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's a, it's a little bit weird. But okay, that's, that's half of our like main midfield, our first team midfield one. Because what we have obviously the three midfielders. You got Henderson, uh, Fabinho, and Thiago. Two of them Brazilian. Such a shame you're going to miss Thiago. I mean, such a fancy player. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. That's right. Ignore that. <laughs> he, he still Fabinho. might have to quarantine on international duty. Make Liverpool fan Adam get out. No, 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 no. no. I like that. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Bob, so if you were to lose to uh, Norwich, which would be hilarious, how long do you give Arteta? I couldn't answer that question. We went on a run in in November, and we were like six- process. We were yeah, we were sixteenth, like eight games in, and it looks like he gets sacked, and he didn't. And then we lost to Villarreal in the Europa League semis. It looked like he'd get sacked, and he didn't get sacked. So I honestly could not tell you with a strong conscience that he is going to get sacked if we don't win because the, the we, Kroenke seems we get you want to win the league but like sure you don't want to win the like the championship right you want to win the Prem isn't that kind of the goal if you were Kroenke would you sack Arteta if you lost to Norwich uh, if you had the power yeah and try and get Conte in well if you think if you think <laughs> that it's possible to get Conte and then do it if you think it's impossible then just keep him because it's time to go I, I think the rest of the season because I think we're at the point where you just need to ride out all this bad stuff and just hope that we come out of it in a few years like Liverpool did. Hope that we find, you know, our our version of Klopp like Liverpool did. Because Liverpool before Klopp were pretty tragic, oh, let's be honest. Don't remind like, me. Don't remind me. <laughs> that was terrible. Like, it wasn't always this good. So I'm just hoping that we'll just ride it out and uh, at some point there'll be, there'll be good times t- to come. <laughs> I think the most Arsenal thing would be they sack Arteta and try and get Emery back. Like, I could see that. I don't think that would happen. I could see that them trying to, and Emery would go, no, I'm fine, thanks. Why would they try that? That seems so stupid. I know he's done quite well when he's left you. He's better than Arteta. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I don't think Conte would go. Not trying to be rude, but I don't think he would. It's like us sacking Chris Hutton and saying we want Jose Mourinho to replace him. I mean, we're slightly, slightly bigger than Nottingham Forest, but you know, 
The two stars. Try, try, just the try other and get ones. Zidane. Try and get Zidane. What are you doing? Um, maybe, maybe. Again, I don't think Zidane will go to Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not. not. Maybe not, lads. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Anyway, he'd, he'd see the know. call from Arsenal and just instantly reject it. He wouldn't even answer the phone. We're still a big club, though, and that's what I think you need to keep in mind. Like, we, we still can attract players, and we can attract managers because we still have, we're like the eighth richest club in the world in terms of our owners. And we have the fan base, we have a stadium that's like this amazing thing that was supposed to get us to be one of these big teams. So I think it's all set in place. You just need to get some new owners and get some competent owners in. You're not the only club that needs new owners, tell that much. Yeah, a lot of clubs need You do, probably Man United as well. Probably Harry. We could, we like, got we, some got one, we did no, nothing pieces. in the transfer window at all. Oh, couldn't believe it. No, I think you uh, gave your dinner lady a new one year contract, didn't you? I know. <laughs> Doris 2022. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 we, we need players. Like, we've given, like, we've given what everyone contracts till 2025, 2026, right? But like at that point, they're all like th- like almost thirty, if not already thirty plus. And mm-hmm. think about it: if we're not signing any players in the next transfer windows, <laughs> like we're gonna run out of players. Curtis Jones, uh, Curtis Harvey, Jones, and Harvey Elliott—they're gonna be like top dogs. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie; like you're a bit stuffed at the moment with yeah. just Origi on the bench as your backup subs. Mm-hmm. Don't worry; in a few years, you can buy back. Uh, Ryan Brewster for like 90 mil from Sheffield United. <laughs> well, that's, that's what we want. There'd just be like a um, massive he's coming home campaign on social media. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you know how like obviously Messi, Messi moved, Ronaldo moved, there was talks of Mbappe going. I was thinking, please, Suarez, come back, please. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, no. but I mean, if you're talking about buying older players, he's like 35 or something. Yes, but it's Suarez. Suarez, think about it. Norwich came up as well this season. Suarez versus Norwich. I want to see one last game. <laughs> that would be terrible. <sighs> he would get like eight goals. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. Suarez up top, Mane on the left, Coutinho, Cam, and the right wing Salah all against Norwich. I would love to see it. And Anfield. Oh my God. I'd put Jota in over Coutinho. You know, really? currently. Yeah. Well, if we're thinking about Coutinho when he played for Liverpool, because when Coutinho played for Liverpool, he was just a different breed. Mm-hmm. Of player, yeah, and then and then he went for and then he went for money. Well, no, you can say money, but he also went because it's Barcelona, and Barcelona yeah. is massive. You know, like if you if if you're playing well, and Barcelona comes knocking on your door when they look like they're a good team, and it looked like it was going to work out. But yeah, I say to any young player now, don't go to, don't not you're going to listen to me, but you know, just take your take the advice. No, listen, no, 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 Bob. Don't no, go to right, Bar- Listen to the final whistle podcast. Don't go to oh, Barcelona. Yeah. We have very insightful uh, knowledge here, but Usman Dembele, Antoine Griezmann, Philip Griezmann's Pino, gone. They all flop. Yeah, well, he's gone now, but you know, we'll see I think what happens. I'd like to Not disagree sure with well. the statement there of if you are a young player, go to Barcelona. You get to play with legends like Martin Braithwaite, who's an absolute goat. Um, I, I I would love to play with Martin Braithwaite. He's just a bit of a, I would as well. bit of a legend. I would I would have mind playing with him. Like, no and joke. there's somebody who I'd like to play with yeah. as well. If I can just get a little, just bear with me. I feel like this is going to be really uh, a bit of a letdown, but the suspense is building. If you're listening to this on Spotify, skip forward a few seconds because you can't see anything. <laughs> All right, let me just find what's the best one. 
For those that cannot see, it's a picture of Gerard Piquet with one of his selfies off Instagram. It's <laughs> so many. It's There's amazing. So many. <laughs> like what? Oh. oh, it's beautiful. There's beautiful. Is that? Where's uh me? Oh, go on, son. Anyway, we've oh, gone off of the these tangent. are the caption. The captions just top it off as well after every photo. Yeah, I think younger. He's younger here. <laughs> Inspirational. Yeah, I know. It's beautiful. This one is. I'm Isn't he? Um, he's gonna be like, oh, what is it? Like, he's like, wow, yeah, I agree. Uh, forgotten the word. We've sort of anyway, gone off on a tangent. Here. Should we go yeah. to the next topic? Uh, right. <laughs> uh, moving away from the Premier League and selfies of Gerard Piquet. Um, mm-hmm. international football. Arsene Wenger, brilliant mind, has decided that he wants to have a World Cup every two years because that's a brilliant yes. idea, isn't it? <laughs> Um, Bob, what do you think of that idea? Uh, I think it's a stupid idea, to be honest. <laughs> no offense, Arsen. I love you and everything, but like that's, I don't know. He, he seems like too much of a smart person to make. Maybe there's some sort of hidden genius behind that. But I feel like the whole point in the World Cup is it's, you know, special the magic occasion. about it. It's a special occasion. And I get it's still two, every two years. It's still quite a long time. But like having the World Cup every four years. So you have like a major tournament every two years, or is it? It's not every year. It's every. So you, you have, have every... one, and then you miss a year. Then you have one, and you miss a year. Yeah. And I think it just adds to the specialness of it. Because if they also did that with the World Cup, then the Euros people might go, "Oh, we should do that as well." And then yeah. you know. Well, the whole point of the having it every two years is because they have the two years alternate. They have like Euros, n- nothing, yeah. nothing World Cup nothing euros the only interesting bit would be if they did a world cup but all the big teams focused on the euros and you see like an england team made up of the players that didn't get into the euro squad like yeah just having adam oxlade uh, alex oxlade chamberlain and having like kieran gibbs in a world cup team again <laughs> put theo walker up top It'd be quite funny, actually, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's what FIFA really are going for with the idea. No, they want the big viewers of the big players and the big numbers. But yeah, yeah that would be interesting. Adam, what do you think of it? Um, well, before you lot were speaking about it, I was thinking, oh, yes, what a great idea. Let's have it because it's just more football that we get to watch and enjoy. And, but then, and then, like, listen to what Bob said. I think every four years, yeah, it's a long time. But at the same time, I think it's a good amount of weight considering the Euros is a thing. Um, and like, it is a special occasion where like, I like, even if you're not a football fan, you come and watch it. And like, it's just a great just thing to watch. And like, it's a good build up, I think, for just like, just to watch it. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd rather keep it every four years thinking of it now. Yeah, I think you wait for a set to come out soon and basically say, no, we don't want this at all. Yeah. What? that will do i would presume you'd have to have all the countries like the big countries fa's go we don't want that either to really shut it down because it'll be like the super league if they if all the clubs pull out they've got no real premise to go on but yeah it's another one of wenger's stupid ideas like he also wants to do kick-ins instead of throw-ins because there's a problem with throw-ins apparently (laughs) yeah i don't know it's it's really strange if that happens, you can't see the famous roly-poly and then like throw in as you stand back up. I'll tell you what, as one of the um, forests being linked to every player on the earth, that um, from the Russia World Cup, 
there for Iran and they had that player that went to do like that roly poly and then didn't make the throw. Yeah. And we were linked with him. Really? A couple of days. Obviously, it didn't happen. He didn't get yeah. Which is really sad because I wanted be to see that fun. against Luton Town, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that was just another one to be linked with. Um, as yeah, we're on course. the subject of EFL, over to you, Bob. Mm-hmm. So, in Derby news, for their multiple FFP charges, they are in talks with the EFL for a potential minus nine point deduction, as well as suspended minus three point fine. Harry, what are your thoughts on this, and do you think it's deserved? Well, to be fair, I think I've heard this question before somewhere. It might have been when I was typing it earlier, but um, well, it's funny actually because it just came <laughs> off the top of my head. Like, did it? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Derby, just don't you love them? They're, they're god-awful. Um, uh-huh. They may be higher than Forest in the league, but so is everyone else. Um, it, it would be brilliant if Derby got their um, point deduction. It would be, it would be here's some maths, minus 12 points um, off their tally. I don't know what they got at the moment, like five or something. So put them below us, which would be a benefit. But they probably survive, which would be annoying. But they're in, so they're in talks with the EFL. But basically, it's the EFL going have some minus points, and Derby is like, no, we don't want to. And the EFL going, no, have some minus points, and Derby <laughs> just go, no, no, we don't want to. So yeah. they've got to come to an agreement, which I don't understand why the EFL can't just go. Yes, yeah, there's your it's fine points. for cheating. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But it's one of the journalists because they had this fine going, this charge going against them, saying that. They hadn't been paying transfer fees, basically. Um, and then they've dropped that today because they paid right. Arsenal the late payment for someone called Christian Bielik, who's a defender. Oh, um, yeah. So they basically hadn't paid you enough yet. Let me see. Um, Does it exist? But yeah, so it's minus nine. And then they, I would presume that if Derby keeps cheating, they put on a, the minus three as well to that. But the, the th- really interesting thing I found about it is that um, Wayne Rooney basically knows nothing about what's happening because he said in an interview today and they asked him and he said, oh, I wish I could tell the fans and answer their questions, but I'm asking the same questions and I'm getting answers. So basically Wayne Rooney's stuck with the fact that he has got no clue um, about what's actually happening with the club, which is always a great position to be in having your manager utterly clueless. But then that's also the the price you pay when you have a manager who's playing in soccer aid um, <laughs> alongside chunks. So oh, yeah, yeah that don't was diss my man chunks. Did you uh, did you both watch soccer aid? Let's watch the second I half. Yeah, got out. No, Adam, that is disgraceful. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not good. I actually, enough. I know. Bob, what, what did you make of the result? Lovely um, win for the rest of the world. It was pretty boring, to be honest. <laughs> like I know it's not supposed to be the height of football or entertainment, but yeah, I wasn't wasn't very entertained. But yeah, I mean, you know, it was just supposed to be like a bit of a laugh for charity or whatever. But I just found the uh, the standard a bit a little low. You know, the the Stephen Mulhern guy was just really unfunny and just didn't really add anything to it. But it was alright. Yeah. Unless Stephen Mulhern is watching this and listening to this podcast, then we would love to talk to you, Stephen. Please, <laughs> please get in contact. That Bob didn't say that. I thought it was really funny and I'm so glad you went on and two-footed Darren Fletcher. <laughs> See, I actually quite enjoyed um, Stephen Mohan on it, you know. 
really it's, it's almost like you just said you hadn't watched a single bit of it but i was telling that you're lying do what bob just did and change your story yeah so i actually really enjoyed watching it. i watched um from the first minute to the 90th minute and stephen mulhan in it was completely amazing he really Obviously, changed the, funniest the game guy he he, yeah. he he captivated the i think he should go for derby manager <laughs> i think he should i think it would be hilarious to be honest future arsenal manager might be more or he could replace him. Chris Hutton or Arteta. Arteta. <laughs> Do it. I mean, Stephen Mulholland would probably be better than Chris Hutton, but yeah, probably. You will, you will be finding information about my preferences about Chris Hutton hopefully next week on the Final Whistle podcast when we will be doing a Nottingham Forest special. Oh, just but you that wait. Means, that it's means pressing notification. Can't reveal it's coming out. Anything yet? No. Nice. There's much more to be said. Also, follow us on Instagram. So you know. Links, up links down if you're listening on uh, or watching on YouTube. Links down below to Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you subscribe if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or mm-hmm. any other platform where you found us. Make sure to follow so you don't miss another episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. That was the final whistle. <laughs>